0: Chapter One Joseph Part Eleven of the Legends of the Jews, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephen Escalera. The Legends of the Jews, Volume Two, by Rabbi Lewis Ginsberg. Joseph Meets His Brethren. A large crown of gold on his head, apparelled in byssus and purple, and surrounded by his valiant men, Joseph was seated upon his throne in his palace. His brethren fell down before him in great admiration of his beauty, his stately appearance, and his majesty. They did not know him, for when Joseph was sold into slavery he was a beardless youth. But he knew his brethren, their appearance had not changed in aught, for they were bearded men when he was separated from them he was inclined to make himself known to them as their brother but an angel appeared unto him the same that had brought him from shechem to his brethren at dothan and spoke saying these came hither with intent to kill thee later when the brethren returned home and gave an account of their adventures to jacob they told him that a man had accused them falsely before the ruler of egypt not knowing that he who incited joseph against them was an angel it was in reference to this matter and meaning their accuser that jacob when he dispatched his sons on their second expedition to egypt prayed to god god almighty give you mercy before the man joseph made himself strange unto his brethren and he took his cup in his hand knocked against it and said by this magic cup i know that ye are spies they replied thy servants came from canaan into egypt for to buy corn joseph If it be true that ye came hither to buy corn, why is it that each one of you entered the city by a separate gate? THE BRETHREN We are all the sons of one man in the land of Canaan, and he bade us not enter a city together by the same gate, that we attract not the attention of the people of the place. Unconsciously they had spoken as seers, for the word all included Joseph as one of their number. JOSEPH Verily ye are spies! All the people that come to buy corn return home without delay, but ye have lingered here three days, without making any purchases, and all the time you have been gadding about in the disreputable parts of the city, and only spies are wont to do thus. THE BRETHREN We thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of the Hebrew Abraham. The youngest is this day with our father in Canaan, and one hath disappeared him did we look for in this land and we look for him even in the disreputable houses joseph have you made search in every other place on earth and was egypt the only land left and if it be true that he is in egypt what should a brother of yours be doing in a house of ill fame if indeed ye are the descendants of abraham isaac and jacob the brethren we did hear that some ishmaelites stole our brother and sold him into slavery in egypt and as our brother was exceeding fair in form and face, we thought he might have been sold for illicit uses, and therefore we searched even the disreputable houses to find him. Joseph. You speak deceitful words when you call yourselves sons of Abraham. By the life of Pharaoh ye are spies, and you did go from one disreputable house to another that none might discover you. The expression, by the life of Pharaoh, might have betrayed Joseph's real feeling to his brethren, had they but known his habit of taking this oath only when he meant to avoid keeping his word later. Joseph continued to speak to his brethren. Let us suppose you should discover your brother serving as a slave, and his master should demand a high sum for his ransom. Would you pay it? The brethren? Yes. Joseph but suppose his master should refuse to surrender him for any price in the world what would you do the brethren if he yields not our brother to us we will kill the master and carry off our brother joseph now see how true my words were that ye are spies by your own admission ye have come to slay the inhabitants of the land report hath told us that two of you did massacre the people of shechem on account of the wrong done to your sister and now have ye come down into egypt to kill the egyptians for the sake of your brother i shall be convinced of your innocence only if you consent to send one of your number home and fetch your youngest brother hither his brethren refused compliance and joseph caused them to be put into prison by seventy of his valiant men and there they remained for three days god never allows the pious to languish in distress longer than three days and so it was a divine dispensation that the brethren of Joseph were released on the third day, and were permitted by Joseph to return home, on condition, however, that one of them remained behind as hostage. The difference between Joseph and his brethren can be seen here. Though he retained one of them to be bound in the prison, he still said, I fear God, and dismissed the others, but when he was in their power, they gave no thought to God, At this time, to be sure, their conduct was such as is becoming to the pious, who accept their fate with calm resignation, and acknowledge the righteousness of God, for he meets out reward and punishment measure for measure. They recognized that their present punishment was in return for the heartless treatment that they had dealt out to Joseph, paying no heed to his distress, though he fell at the feet of each of them, weeping and entreating them not to sell him into slavery reuben reminded the others that they had two wrongs to expiate the wrong against their brother and the wrong against their father who was so grieved that he exclaimed i will go down to the grave to my son mourning the brethren of joseph knew not that the viceroy of egypt understood hebrew and could follow their words for manasseh stood and was an interpreter between them and him joseph decided to keep simon as hostage in egypt for he had been one of the two, Levi was the other, to advise that Joseph be put to death, and only the intercession of Reuben and Judah had saved him. He did not detain Levi, too, for he feared, if both remained behind together, Egypt might suffer the same fate at their hands as the city of Shechem. Also he preferred Simon to Levi, because Simon was not a favorite among the sons of Jacob, and they would not resist his detention in Egypt too violently, while they might annihilate Egypt as aforetime Shechem, if they were deprived of Levi, their wise man and high priest. Besides, it was Simon that had lowered Joseph into the pit, wherefore he had a particular grudge against him. When the brethren yielded to Joseph's demand, and consented to leave their brother behind as hostage, Simon said to them, Ye desire to do with me as ye did with Joseph? But they replied in despair, What can we do? our households will perish of hunger simon made answer do as ye will but as for me let me see the man that will venture to cast me into prison joseph sent word to pharaoh to let him have seventy of his valiant men to aid him in arresting robbers but when the seventy appeared upon the scene and were about to lay hands on simon he uttered a loud cry and his assailants fell to the floor and knocked out their teeth pharaoh's valiant men as well as all the people that stood about joseph fled affrighted only joseph and his son manasseh remained calm and unmoved manasseh rose up dealt simon a blow on the back of his neck put manacles upon his hands and fetters upon his feet and cast him into prison joseph's brethren were greatly amazed at the heroic strength of the youth and simon said this blow was not dealt by an egyptian but by one belonging to our house he was bound and taken to prison before the eyes of the other brethren of joseph but as soon as they were out of sight joseph ordered good fare to be set before him and he treated him with great kindness joseph permitted his nine other brethren to depart carrying corn with them in abundance but he impressed upon them that they must surely return and bring their youngest brother with them on the way levi who felt lonely without his constant companion simon opened his sack and he espied the money he had paid for the corn. They all trembled, and their hearts failed them, and they said, Where then is the loving kindness of God toward our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, seeing that he had delivered us into the hands of the Egyptian king, that he may raise false accusations against us? And Judah said, Verily we are guilty concerning our brother. We have sinned against God, in that we sold our brother our own flesh. And why do ye ask... Where then is the loving kindness of God toward our fathers? Reuben spoke in the same way. Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and you would not hear? And now the Lord doth demand him of us. How can you say, Where then is the loving kindness of God toward our fathers, though you have sinned against him? They proceeded on their journey home, and their father met them on the way. Jacob was astonished not to see Simon with them and in reply to his questions they told him all that had befallen them in egypt then jacob cried out what have ye done i sent joseph to you to see whether it be well with you and ye said an evil beast hath devoured him simon went forth with you for to buy corn and you say the king of egypt hath cast him into prison and now you will take benjamin away and kill him too ye will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave The words of Jacob, which he uttered, Me have ye bereaved of my children, were meant to intimate to his sons that he suspected them of the death of Joseph, and of Simon's disappearance as well, and their reports concerning both he regarded as inventions. What made him inconsolable was that now, having lost two of his sons, he could not hope to see the divine promise fulfilled, that he should be the ancestor of twelve tribes, He was quite resolved in his mind, therefore, not to let Benjamin go away with his brethren under any condition whatsoever, and he vouchsafed Reuben no reply when he said, Slay my two sons if I bring him not to thee. He considered it beneath his dignity to give an answer to such balderdash. My firstborn son, he said to himself, is a fool. What will it profit me if I slay his two sons? Does he not know that his sons are equally mine? judah advised his brethren to desist from urging their father then he would consent he thought to whatever expedients were found necessary as soon as their bread gave out and a second journey to egypt became imperative the legends of the jews volume two by rabbi lewis ginsburg the second journey to egypt when the supplies bought in egypt were eaten up and the family of jacob began to suffer with hunger the little children came to him, and they said, Give us bread, that we die not of hunger before thee. The words of the little ones brought scorching tears to the eyes of Jacob, and he summoned his sons, and bade them go again down into Egypt, and buy food. But Judah spake unto him, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying that we should not see his face, except our brother Benjamin be with us, and we cannot appear before him with idle pretexts. And Jacob said, Wherefore dealt ye so ill with me, as to tell the man whether ye had yet a brother? It was the first and only time Jacob indulged in empty talk. And God said, I made it my business to raise his son to the position of ruler of Egypt, and he complains, and says, Wherefore dealt ye so ill with me? And Judah protested against the reproach, that he had initiated the Egyptian viceroy in their family relations, with the words, why he knew the very wood of which our baby coaches are made father he continued if benjamin goes with us he may indeed be taken from us but also he may not this is a doubtful matter but it is certain that if he does not go with us we shall all die of hunger it is better not to concern thyself about what is doubtful and guide thy actions by what is certain the king of egypt is a strong and mighty king And if we go to him without our brother, we shall all be put to death. Dost thou not know, and hast thou not heard, that this king is very powerful and wise, and there is none like unto him in all the earth? We have seen all the kings of the earth, but none like unto the king of Egypt. One would surely say that among all the kings of the earth there is none greater than Abimelech, king of the Philistines. Yet the king of Egypt is greater and mightier than he, and Abimelech can hardly be compared with one of his officers. Father, thou hast not seen his palace and his throne, and all his servants standing before him. Thou hast not seen that king upon his throne, in all his magnificence with his royal insignia, arrayed in his royal robes, with a large golden crown upon his head. Thou hast not seen the honour and the glory that God hath given unto him, for there is none like unto him in all the earth. Father, thou hast not seen the wisdom the understanding, and the knowledge that God has given in his heart. We heard his sweet voice when he spake unto us. We know not, Father, who acquainted him with our names, and all that befell us. He asked also concerning thee, saying, Is your father still alive, and is it well with him? Thou hast not seen the affairs of the government of Egypt regulated by him, for none asketh his lord Pharaoh about them. Thou hast not seen the awe and the fear that he imposes upon all the Egyptians. Even we went out from his presence, threatening to do unto Egypt as unto the cities and the Amorites, and exceedingly wroth by reason of all his words that he spake concerning us as spies. Yet when we came again before him, his terror fell upon us all, and none of us was able to speak a word to him, great or small. Now therefore, father, send the lad with us, and we will arise and go down into Egypt, and buy food to eat, that we die not of hunger." judah offered his portion in the world to come as surety for benjamin and thus solemnly he promised to bring him back safe and sound and jacob granted his request and permitted benjamin to go down into egypt with his other sons they also carried with them choice presents from their father for the ruler of egypt things that arouse wonder outside of palestine such as the murex which is the snail that produces the tyrian purple And various kinds of balm and almond oil and pistachio oil and honey as hard as stone furthermore Jacob put double money in their hand to provide against a rise in prices in the meantime and after all these matters were attended to he spake to his sons saying here is money and here is a present and also your brother is there aught else that you need and they replied yes we need this besides that thou shouldst intercede for us with God Then their father prayed, O Lord, thou who at the time of creation didst call enough to heaven and earth, when they stretched themselves out further and further toward infinity, set a limit to my sufferings too, say unto them, Enough. God Almighty give you mercy before the ruler of Egypt, that he may release unto you Joseph, Simon, and Benjamin. This prayer was an intercession, not only for the sons of Jacob, but also for their descendants, that God would deliver the ten tribes in time to come, as he delivered the two, Judah and Benjamin, and after he permitted the destruction of two temples, he would grant endless continuance to the third. Jacob also put a letter addressed to the viceroy of Egypt into the hands of his son. The letter ran thus, From thy servant Jacob, the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham, prince of God, to the mighty and wise king Zephanath-Paneah, the ruler of Egypt, peace, I make known unto my lord the king that the famine is sore with us in the land of Canaan, and I have therefore sent my sons unto thee, to buy us a little food, that we may live and not die. My children surrounded me, and begged for something to eat, but alas, I am very old, and I cannot see with mine eyes, for they are heavy with the weight of years, and also on account of my never-ceasing tears for my son Joseph, who hath been taken from me i charged my sons not to pass through the gate altogether at the same time when they arrived in the city of egypt in consideration of the inhabitants of the land that they might not take undue notice of them also i bade them go up and down in the land of egypt and seek my son joseph mayhap they would find him there this did they do but thou didst therefore account them as spies we have heard the report of thy wisdom and sagacity How then canst thou look upon their countenances, and yet declare them to be spies? Especially as we have heard thou didst interpret Pharaoh's dream, and didst foretell the coming of the famine, are we amazed that thou, in thy discernment, couldst not distinguish whether they be spies or not? And now, O my lord king, I send unto thee my son Benjamin, as thou didst demand of my other sons. I pray thee, take good care of him until thou sendest him back to me in peace with his brethren. Hast thou not heard, and dost thou not know, what our God did unto Pharaoh, when he took our mother Sarah unto himself? Or what happened unto Abimelech on account of her? And what our father Abraham did unto the nine kings of Elam, how he killed them, and exterminated their armies, though he had but few men with him? Or hast thou not heard what my two sons Simon and Levi did to the eight cities of the Amorites, which they destroyed on account of their sister Dinah? Benjamin consoled them for the loss of Joseph what then will they do unto him that stretcheth forth the hand of power to snatch him away from them knowest thou not o king of egypt that the might of our god is with us and that he always hearkens unto our prayers and never forsakes us had i called upon god to rise up against thee when my sons told me how thou didst act toward them thou and thy people ye all would have been annihilated ere benjamin could come down to thee but i reflected that simon my son was abiding in thy house and perhaps thou wast doing kindnesses unto him, and therefore I invoke not the punishment of God upon thee. Now my son Benjamin goeth down unto thee with my other sons. Take heed unto thyself, keep thy eyes directed upon him, and God will direct his eye upon all thy kingdom. I have said all now that is in my heart. My sons take their youngest brother down into Egypt with them, and do thou send them all back to me in peace. This letter Jacob put into the keeping of Judah, charging him to deliver it to the ruler of Egypt. His last words to his sons were an admonition to take good care of Benjamin, and not leave him out of their sight, either on the journey, or after their arrival in Egypt. He bade farewell to them, and then turned in prayer to God, saying, O Lord of heaven and earth, remember thy covenant with our father Abraham. Remember also my father Isaac, and grant grace unto my sons, and deliver them not into the hands of the king of Egypt. O my God, do it for the sake of thy mercy. Redeem my sons, and save them from the hands of the Egyptians, and restore their two brethren unto them. Also the women and the children in the house of Jacob prayed to God amid tears, and entreated him to redeem their husbands and their fathers out of the hands of the king of Egypt. End of chapter 1, part 11